to Pen Pals, the improvised celebration of letter writing, where we get two guests from around the world to come together and improvise a chain of letters between two characters. But first, a little bit from the history of letter writing. And not all great writers wrote great letters. Today, I was reading some letters by James Joyce, um, one of the great writers um, of history. Um, but sadly, when he wrote his letters, he was a bit of a filthy animal. Um, writing to um, Nora, he essentially told her how much he liked the gas she produced while they were in flagrante. He said that she was full of farts that night and he got them out of her. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry crap, and lots of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush. James Joyce, writer of the world's great literature, loved a lover with a windy bottom. Now that's enough about naughty little farties and on with today's episode. And I'd like to welcome my guests, Mara Joy and Edmund Fire. Hello. 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 Hi, um, Mara, can you um, tell us where you're, you are at the moment and um, what you, where you normally do improvisation? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm uh, Mara Joy. Uh, I'm uh, based in Edinburgh. Uh, I, I when not in lockdown, I usually tour the country uh, with a show uh, with a group called Spontaneous Players. Uh, we've got two shows: Spontaneous Potter and Spontaneous Sherlock. Which you can guess what they are. They are an improvised Harry Potter show and an improvised Sherlock Holmes show, uh, and that's good fun. I also do a two-person. Uh, show which is me with a different guest each time uh, called Me Plus One which is uh, really good fun uh, and I usually do that at the Edinburgh Fringe. Great, that's um, um, for those who are listening to the podcast in the future, we're recording this while we're all locked down in our own areas um, to some extent and sadly the Edinburgh Fringe didn't happen this year which is partially why that was said with a bit tinge of sadness. The first one I've missed in 12 years, so... Well, you didn't miss it, because it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. good point. I still have an unbeaten streak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't, don't put yourself down. Edmund, um, um, where are you based and where do you normally improvise? Uh, I'm based in London. Um, even though I'm a Suffolk boy, I'm based in London. And, um, yeah, I normally improvise with the Maydays. Um, I uh, have uh, joined them fairly recently, uh, the May Days uh, tour all over the place um, with a number of shows, including Happily Never After, uh, and uh, had residencies in Brighton, for instance. Um, I also uh, have a, a duo with Yuya Ekhoff, which we call Dudes. Uh, it's a sort of slow burn, two-person, just basically a couple of losers normally in, in some kind of fun environment. Um, and... I also have a two-person show with Katie Shute, uh, which is called Rom-Com. Uh, it is basically where we take a, um, a movie of the audience's choice and we turn it against its will into a rom-com. <laughs> uh, at, uh, at the Amsterdam Improv Festival, we did Jurassic Park, which I think is my favourite one so far. It was marvellous. It was a romance between Jeff Goldblum and the Velociraptor. It was beautiful. Uh, anywho, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's me and that's what I do. It's great. I, I love the idea of a romance between Jeff Goldblum and a Velociraptor. <laughs> I clarified that because my question would have been, was, was it love between two dinosaurs? 
between two members of the pack or between a man. Like, so, and I think you guys chose the right pairing, in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. Um, great. Um, <laughs> so this, this show is normally about letter writing. So, um, Mara, have you ever been a letter writer or a letter receiver in your life? When I, when I was younger, I desperately wanted a pen pal, but I never really knew how to figure out how to get one. So I would write letters to no one. Like, I would just write a letter. Uh, I don't think anyone ever, like, nobody ever saw them. I never like gave them to my parents to post anywhere. Uh, I never did anything with them. But when I was younger, that's what I used to, I would do that. I tried to get into um uh, during this, uh, like again during this lockdown stuff, I tried to get involved in some pen pal things. But uh, every time it happened, I'd send an email to someone, and I would get no response. It just became a bit discouraging after a while. So, uh, yeah, I've I've never. I mean, I guess I've written letters. I've never sent any. That's the the, the real truth of it. I think it, that's really interesting because I think um, I think the the sort of time that we've grown up in, it's less easy to have someone to write letters to. I think historically there was, because everyone was writing letters, everyone wrote letters. Whereas now um, you either get an enforced pen pal at some point when you're at school, or I don't know where, I don't think there's a place to go and find them. Um, Ed, how about you? Are you? Have you ever been a letter writer? Um, very rarely. I th I think I've 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 been more of a letter receiver, if you like. <laughs> uh, I remember I used I went to boarding school from the age of fourteen to eighteen, basically, and um, I very rarely received any mail. But the one person who would always send me postcards was my grandmother, um, and um, and yeah, she. But the funny thing is, I mean, she's an eccentric lady. Um, she would the the manner in which she wrote these out these postcards had no pleasantries about them at all it was never like hello ed how are you hope you're well isn't this nice any of that stuff it would be like dear ed the world is a strange place <laughs> <laughs> uh this picture depicts a a, a a cannon on a beach we don't see many of those anymore I, you know, it was like there was never any, <laughs> there was never any grace period to the subject matter in these postcards. I guess because there was only so much space on the back of a postcard for you to actually put some content. Um, but yeah, I used to get one of those about, I want to say once every two, three months while I was at boarding school. And uh, I, I don't think I really appreciated them at the time because I was a, a grumpy little teenager. But uh, these days I look back at that and I think that was such a strange but delightful thing to happen. Do you have any of them? I don't know. To my shame, I don't have any of them. Um, Again, it's one of those things you don't realise until you're older, I think, that you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I do, and it's funny the effect that a, that a good letter does have, even if it's just an email. Like, for instance, with lockdown being the, the trial that it, of course, is, um, my dad sent me an email just the other day. And he doesn't write emails like a lot of people do where basically it's a glorified text message. He goes into full... <laughs> letter writing prose of dearest ed here are things ha this is how we are this is the news we have and here is and also like we we have some business dealing so obviously there's a bit of business stuff in there but it just felt so nice to have a a, a written correspondence with someone um and the nice thing about emails is that those things are saved i don't have to worry about trying to find that it's all on the cloud there was something to be said i think that one of the positives of the modern age is that you just search for a search term in your email and it's there somewhere um, Mara, is there 
sort of like the, the equivalent of the sort of dinner party. If you were, could write a letter to um, guess that question, if you could write a letter to anyone in history, who would it be? And what would you write in that letter? Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. What a question. Huh. Like, there's a lot of amazing people who, uh, like, who are incredible, who I respect and love, but I would have no idea what I could possibly write to them that I could bring, <laughs> they could bring to the table, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's why I never understood the idea of, like, writing fan letters to people or anything. Uh, I guess... You know what, I, I'm going to answer this uh, uh, very sort of, um, um, maybe sentimentally. Uh, I think I would write a letter to my gran, who sadly passed three years ago. Uh, and I, there's a lot of stuff that I never got a chance to say. Uh, and it would be like a lot of things in that that I would uh, just like to sort of just tell her uh, more of the stuff that I'm sure she already knew, but in a, in a way that it was very possible to for her to read. That's great. Like again, I think there, there's something nice about the sentimentality of letters, which is why I think sometimes that that sentimental thought comes to people's heads, um, and that idea of being able to explain something important to yourself to someone else, I think, is a good thing as well. So really interesting. Yeah, I could try and write a letter to like Ada Lovelace or uh, Mary Shelley, but I don't think they'd care. <laughs> Except for the fact they'd be getting a letter from the future, so that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> which would blow both of their minds. More specifically, um, can you think of anything in your life where you think writing a letter might have been a better way of solving a problem than the way that you dealt with it in, the, dealt with it in real life? Holy cat. God. I'm just trying to think about the times in which I have really, <laughs> really fouled things up. And a letter could have solved anything. I think actually, to be honest, the times in which I have written stuff down are the times when I've come most unstuck. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest with myself. Yeah, no. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, the answer is actually I wish I hadn't written some shit down. So your challenge today is you guys are old school friends. You went to school together. You've known each other um, for a long time. You have been out of touch for a little while. And all I'm going to give you is that one of one of you, um, I'm going to say it's Edmund's going to write the first letter, um, is writing because something there's been a major event you felt had this person had to know about. Dear Sharon, how are you? I hope you're really well, and that. Darren is behaving a bit better after your last message. It's been so long since we've actually done this. I wonder if you're even at the same address. I presume so, because you've always been the kind of person to hold, stick to your guns 
It's one of the things I greatly admire about you. But yeah, now that I think about it, school is a lot longer ago than I, th than I thought. Time just seems to fly by sometimes in a way that I just can't quite fathom. Anywho, I decided to write you a letter because I thought of you the other day. It was something... My mum used to call it getting a vibe, where you just somehow... something happens and you can feel yourself magnetically drawn to... someone. When, when I got injured playing rugby, it was something that she'd said that my, my uncle and godfather, Jamie, just caught the vibe. He happened to be there with my mum at that time. And so he was able, while my mum was at work, to go and pick me up from, from the nurse because I had been, I'd broken my ribs. And then when I got injured again, he was there again. I broke, I'd, I broke my nose the second, the, the second injury. And somehow he had caught the vibe. He was just there. And anyway, all of this is a diversion from something that I cannot wait to tell you. And it's something that just... All I can say is that I caught the vibe. And basically... And hold on to your hold on to your socks. But basically, I had lunch with Robbie Williams last week. I know, I know. Believe me, I know. Robbie Smegging Williams. It was the most surreal meal I had ever had because I was expecting. Let me entertain you, Robbie Williams, and he was so much more humble than I expected. He was so much more human than I expected. I guess we sometimes have the capacity as kids, like we were, to idolise the people that we see on a grand stage. Be that TV, movies, music, whatever. And when I met this grand entertainer, and he was this just slightly humble bloke from up north. It was just so staggering, but it immediately took me right back to you because honestly, I just caught your vibe and I just felt myself thinking, God, I wish Shaz was here. Anyway, I've been thinking about you a lot and I hope you're really well. My address is on the back of the envelope if you want to get in touch. I've moved to Ipswich, so uh, hopefully the postman can deliver into the sticks. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're really well, and I hope to hear from you soon. <sighs> Love you, Shaz. George. Dear George, first of all, holy shit. Uh, how 
it's been ages. You're right. Uh, so long. I hadn't thought about you. And no, hang on. That's not fair. Uh, I can't remember the last time we talked. Uh, Darren is okay. Uh, sadly, uh, mum isn't able to look after him anymore. Uh, so he is at an assisted living facility. Um, but he's doing really well. I can still go and visit him regularly, which is great. Uh, he'll be so happy that you wrote. Uh, you guys always got on really well. You were always able to really get through to him. So uh, he, he'll get a kick out of this. And he'll definitely get a kick out of the fact that you met Robbie fucking Williams. Apologies for the profanity. I, I have literally nothing but questions, George. How did this meeting come to be? Uh, do you regularly dine with pop stars now? Why was Robbie Williams in Ipswich? If he was indeed in Ipswich. Uh, I cannot express enough how many questions I have about the situation that allowed you to have lunch with Robbie Williams. Uh, it must be said that uh, in our time apart, I have uh, fallen out of love with Robbie Williams as a musician and as a performer. Uh, he'll always hold a place in my heart, uh, as will the rest of Take That. Jason, Gary, Mark, Howard, you know who the members of Take That are. I... Uh, I'm still near home, uh, not living with mum at the moment. That became uh, untenable. Uh, huh. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, how is your life beyond meeting Robbie Williams and... Uh, Catching a vibe that remained catching a vibe that reminded you of me. Uh, what have you been up to? Are you? What do you? What do you even work in? What do you do with a sociology degree? I don't. I don't even know. I'm uh, working in the library. Uh, which you always said I would. Uh, I don't read as much as I used to, but I uh, I really like encouraging younger people to read uh, like I used to. God, it's just been so long. <laughs> Nobody calls me Shaz anymore. That's a uh, Sharon or Miss Grange. I hope you're well. Uh, my address is on the back of this envelope. Uh, and I hope, I hope that you're right back. I don't think anyone's ever written me a letter before. This is, this is wonderful. <laughs> Warmest regards. Shaz.
brackets, Miss Grange, close brackets. Dearest Shaz, I was so thrilled to receive your letter. It was like Christmas come early. I, I guess I thought it was a bit of a gamble that you were still at your old address. And I'm absolutely pleased as punch to hear from you. Wow. Flashbacks for weeks. I know, right? Robbie fucking Williams. Robbie mother-flipping Williams. Robbie goddamn turtle-flipping Williams. I just... I, to be honest, it's a wonder... If, if I still had your phone number, I think I probably would have called you in the bathroom and just gushed. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, if, if you know, the rest of, of Take That, you know, uh, Jason, Mark, Gary, Howard, if they had been in the room as well, I probably would have just... just I probably would have just ran out of the room and tracked you down. Uh, <laughs> I probably would have gone full Liam Neeson taken, investigated where you were, what your phone number was, and just got in touch. It was a very dreamlike experience, and I just I was just longing for you to be there. Although I do understand why your love of Robbie Williams might dwindle over the years. I mean, mine certainly has too. Um, and for take that. And I guess they just remind me of us because we were such, it was what we sort of used to talk about sometimes, you know? We'd be sitting there at the school cafeteria eating those rancid fish fingers and <laughs> and we would talk about whether or not we really think take that are breaking up. Or whether or not, you know, whether or not the Robbie Williams version of of freedom was as good as the as the George Michael version. It's funny the things that are important to you when you're a kid. Or at least were important to me. Of course we have lots of things that are important. I'm really glad Darren's well. I'm sorry, no. I'm happy to hear that, no, that's not it right either. Do give Darren my warmest of warm regards. He's such a great person and he deserves so much. Next time you see him, ask him if he remembers our handshake. I think he might be the only person I ever had a secret handshake with. And I remember him fondly. Anywho, Robbie Williams. <laughs>
Yeah, so Robbie Williams. It turns out that Robbie Williams is releasing a book. And you're right, sociology as a degree doesn't get you too far in the, in the world unless you apply it correctly. All I know is that I ended up in the world of PR. And I don't regularly have lunch with pop stars because mostly I handle the, the literature side of PR. Uh, it's often, I mostly work on um, historical biographies and occasionally there's a celebrity biography and Robbie Williams just happened to be one of those biographies. Um, and uh, I was, uh, he, he did come to, to Ipswich. He was promoting his, his, um, his biography in, um, at the, funny enough, at the Albrook Bookshop. It's the little uh, independent bookshop that's right in the seaside part of, of Suffolk. And, but it's, it's like a, this weird little community focal point. So him showing up in Albrook was a big deal. And so the company um, had me meet with him and uh, kind of chat with him, get prepare him for what was likely to be a, uh, a big event in a smallish town. And, uh, and yeah, but I cannot pretend that I live the life of a, of a, of, of anything glamorous. Uh, he is merely, a he was a bit of an outlier. Occasionally I meet an author, but this one was special for, for all kinds of reasons. And, um, and yeah, my life is good. Like, uh. It feels a bit cut off sometimes living in in Ipswich. I mean, like there's a direct train to London, which is which is great. Um, but it is a you know it's it's not a city quite literally. Football team is called Ipswich Town, not Ipswich City. Not that that's an indicator of a city. You need a cathedral to be a city, apparently. And uh, but yeah, it's very quaint. It's very simple life over here. I you know going to university in London felt like so felt like being part of a rat race, you know, felt like being a cog in a wheel rather than a person to me. And I'm just glad that like, I'm glad that I, that I did find, you know, art PR. And yeah, sociology was, was fun. And there, I guess there's crossover there, but ultimately it's, you know, <laughs> I knew someone who could get me a job in PR, not someone who could, you know, get me anything else really. So I ended up doing that. And yeah, I've been been at Ipswich for a while. Uh, not with anyone really. See my parents regularly. And I trust that things are okay with your with your mum, by the way. I guess I'd, I had assumed that you didn't live with her anymore. You guys had <laughs> your problems at times. And once I had read in your letter that Darren was at assisted living, I just thought, well, that makes sense. But I have to admit, I do absolutely adore that you are a librarian. I think... It is just perfect. 
I think. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I, Miss Grange, I mean, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But to me, you'll always be Shaz. You'll always be Shaz. I'm going to underline always. And I hope that's okay. If it's not okay, just say so. But even if you say it's okay, in my mind, you're still going to be Shaz because that's, unfortunately, that's just what you are to me. It's, it's, it's ingrained in me like weathered stone, you know. I don't even know what that means. As you can tell, I never got anywhere writing. <laughs> I decided publishing. Yeah, I don't read as much anymore either, funnily enough. It's just, by the time, I guess, in the world of social media, you spend so much time reading 240-character mini-blogs that you don't actually... Like, I, I feel exhausted by the time I'm do I've done all of that. I haven't actually read a novel in years. I think I'd like to change that. If you have any good recommendations, send them over. And I love that you work with young people. You're always great with Darren. And yeah, sometimes I think, you know, when you're good with your younger siblings, you just, it translates so easily. Anyway, this has been a blast. I really hope you write back. I haven't asked you any questions, but I'm worried that this letter is going to be a book by the time I'm done with it. Um, you'll have to file it under. <laughs> you have to file it under the collected letters of W. C. Fields or something. Uh, is that a book? I presume it's a book. Someone wrote a bunch of letters about stuff. Samuel Pepys. That's who had wrote a bunch of letters. Samuel Pepys. As you can tell, not much of a writer either. Not much of a reader. Not much of a writer. Maybe if I read a few more books, maybe my writing will get better. Maybe I'll start with Dune. I've always wanted to read Dune. Anywho. Hope you're, this finds you well. If ever you're in Suffolk, look me up. But until then, write me another letter. Warmest regards. George. Uh, dear George, uh, sorry this has taken uh, a little longer than you might have hoped uh, to respond to. Uh, it has nothing to do with the length of your previous missive. Uh, it was good to have something to actually just sort of dive into. I'm not sure if you're quite on the level of peeps or fields, uh, but it was good to hear from you again. Last time I uh, saw Darren, I, uh, I asked about the secret handshake and he, uh, he lit up. He obviously couldn't possibly show me the secret handshake. Uh, it is a secret, uh, a bond that uh, cannot be broken. Uh, and he uh, asked if you were going to come visit, and I—I uh, I didn't have an answer. Uh, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, George, I—I uh, 
have kind of avoided talking to certain people from school. Uh, there's a reason you don't have my phone number. Uh, not many people really do. Uh, it's not a, it's nothing personal. It's just the way I've uh, decided to live my life. I don't do much social media uh, either. So you won't find me on Facebook. Um, not that I assume you've been looking, but I don't know. I remember the fish fingers, George. I remember that they were never good. And yet we would always go back for second helpings. I don't know if that says something about maybe we were willing to settle for something that wasn't great because it's what we had. I wonder about that a lot. But the idea of settling and just staying here because, no, no, that's a bit heavy. Uh, but I quite like the life that I have here. For the record, George Michael's version of freedom is obviously better. Uh, like, that's not even a debate. I find it ridiculous that you would bring this up after all these years. We have had this discussion multiple times. <laughs> you always knew how to get under my skin. I'm glad work is going well. Uh, I'm sadly uh, out of work now. Uh, the library was closed due to slashes to council funding. Uh, and I had to move back in with my mum for a while, which, um, as you can imagine, was difficult. I don't blame her. Things are hard with dad leaving and with Darren and she got dealt a bad hand. And I, God knows, didn't help with that. <laughs> I often wonder what it would have been like if I'd come to London with you. Not with you. No, hang on, scrub that. I often wonder what it would have been like if I had went to university as well. I ran into... Katie Connors. Do you remember Katie? Of course you do. You were in love with her. She, she came back to visit, and um, it was that was really nice to talk to her. I, I talked to her about you and told you. I'm sorry for breaking the bond of secrecy, but it has been many years, and I'm sure things have moved on. I let slip that you had a crush on her, and she laughed. Uh, for too long and then explained that it would never have worked between you and her. Uh, I'm not quite sure what she meant by that. 
I'm not quite sure why I'm writing it to you, but it feels important somehow. I don't know. I'm glad your work is going well, like I say. Uh, meeting offers is interesting. Uh, I don't really have any book recommendations. I've not I've really struggled to read much. There's been a lot of um, other noise going on. Uh, of course, you remember that I kept trying to get you to read Dune when we were at high school. Uh, you still should, I recommend. Uh, read Dune. Uh, read Dune Messiah. Read Children of Dune. And you can then read God Emperor for its chapter house if you wish, but after Brian Hart takes over and Frank's got it, it loses its luster. You'll be fine with just the first three. I hope, I probably won't come and visit. But I might go and visit Katie in London. Uh, she lives there now. Um, and it might be nice for you to uh, first all meet, or maybe not. I That might be weird for you, or for her, or for both of us. Thank you for getting in touch after all these years. You've really reminded me of some things and also made me think about some old, some new things. So just thank you. Next time you see Robbie, uh, be sure to get a picture and ask him about this whole UFO thing. He seems to be really into UFOs now. Warmest regards, Shaz. Dearest Shaz, Of course the George Michael version of Freedom is better, and I told him as much when I met him. He laughed heartily. I'm not sure he agrees with me either. Please find enclosed a picture I took of us at lunch. I don't normally take selfies, but I just couldn't resist. It was a delight to actually go to a Photoshop and have it printed out so that I could send it to you. Do you remember when those were a thing? I can't even imagine going to Boots and getting my pictures developed anymore. Do they do still do that? I remember that we had one of those disposable cameras we took on that school trip where they made us pitch up tents and chop wood and do all that leadership training bollocks. The best thing about that were the photos afterwards. I may not be WC Fields, but we saw a few fields that day. No, I'm going to cross that out. That is absolutely god-awful. Oh, God. Why? Why, George?
Why? Why do you go there? So glad that Darren remembers our handshake. Of course he didn't show it to you. It's a... a you just don't share secret handshakes. If ever the time comes, and I truly hope that it does, it will be my pleasure to greet him in our traditional fashion, in person. I'm not against coming to visit if you did want me to visit. You said that you don't want me to visit, but, you know, I have holidays. <laughs> it would be nice to take a trip. And I could, you know, could visit Darren, you know. All those times we spent around each other's house, you know, I got to know Darren pretty well in many ways. Like, Darren was part of my extended family for a bit. As were you. And I get why that you would avoid people from school. I guess people just kind of grow in different directions sometimes. And and yeah, I'll admit, I, I did look for you on social media occasionally. Like, it would have been great to have, I don't know, see what you look like, you know? Time changes people. Time changes how they look, you know? As you can see from the picture, I, I do not have as much hair as I used to. That is a, a, a point of contention from me in, in 2020. I would love to have more hair. I genuinely blame the amount of hair gel that we had to wear in the 90s. And if you didn't have spiky hair, you just weren't cool. Should have brought it up with Robbie Williams. I think he was part of the problem. All this quiff stuff. Like if you look at if you look at our at our school photo of that time, and look at all the people that had quiffs and gelled their hair to death, I guarantee you, every one of them looks like Jason Statham now. Or it could have been the fish fingers. I'm pretty sure those things were radioactive. And we just, and surely when you eat them in that kind of volume, that cannot be good for you. It's like, the saturated fats alone probably clogged up my hair follicles. The second helpings were always better than the first helpings. The first helpings, you had to kind of get used to the taste. The second helpings, you mostly tasted the breadcrumbs and they just went down like soggy steam trains. Really, really sorry to hear the library closed. I hope your mum's okay. And you, obviously. I guess you're right, we have to settle for things sometimes. And circumstances beyond our control are also not our fault. I don't know if this means anything to you, but as ever, if you 
need anything that I can possibly provide. I have your back. I think you would have liked uni. I know we used to talk about it and I was a bit disappointed when you changed your plans. Or rather when we changed our plans. Part of me wishes we could like go and study again. I'm not using my degree. We could just go and become mature students somewhere far from home, far from everything. Just you and me in like, you know, Gloucestershire or Cornwall. It's anywhere. Just, and you know, it doesn't even matter what we, what we study. Study English literature. God knows you and I have both got the qualifications there to a greater or lesser extent. I might struggle with the writing a little bit. And the reading. But at least I'll know my publishing. <laughs> wow. Katie Connors. Was not expecting that. I had such a crazy amount of... I mean, love's not the right word when you're that age, is it? I dreamed of her. I longed for her. I longed for her just to pay attention to me. Seeing her name written down again just completely blew my brain. I say written down. To be fair, I've looked at her on social media as well, and she's all over Instagram. I don't do it often. I'm not a stalker type. But every now and again, I have checked. And she seems very happy. She makes marvellous salads. I think she's probably right. It probably wouldn't have worked. I think I doted on her too much. I think by the time I would have actually worked up the courage to actually approach her, ask her out, do anything like that, I think it would have just been so clear that I completely doted on her that, you know, we'd never have been able to have a balanced relationship. She'd never have respected me. <laughs> Uh, laugh out loud. Um, I think your idea of meeting up in London is absolutely awesome. I would love to do that more than anything else in the world. Reading these letters reminds me of how much fun you are and how much I miss us and our friendship. My number is 07747081922. Give me a text. Give me a call. We'll figure something out. Fish fingers are on me. And yeah, bring Katie too. Why not? Maybe it'll be the final chapter in that twisted dotage that maybe can finally be the full stop.
on that chapter. No, right, the chapter. Let's rewrite that. Hang on. Maybe it can be the final paragraph of that particular story then. And hopefully the opening paragraph of a new chapter for both of us. Hope you are really well. I personally still put the duet with Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue doing it for the kids on every jogging playlist I put together. Just so you know. That one's still a belter. All my love, George. Dearest George, I am so, so sorry. I never texted you or called you. And I'm so, so sorry it's taken nearly a year to respond, but holy shit, what a year. Well, I don't even really know where to begin. So I'll begin by saying, yes, kids is a banger. Uh, Kaylee's post 2000 period is incredible. It cannot be understated. I think I'll start this letter properly with uh, an offer thank you, George. Since your first letter, uh, I thought a lot about the past and that led me to think a lot about the future. And that was scary uh, because I was, I was happy, but inverted commas around that. <laughs> Except, of course, I wasn't. I was stuck. I was settling. I was doing what was easy and finding it so hard. As a side note, I can't believe you sent me a letter because you'd met Robbie Williams when you had previously met George Michael. That is mind-blowing. I guess we were always more Take That fans than George Michael fans, but, you know, we're older now. We're meant to like George Michael. I remember the gelled hair. I remember the quiffs. I remember finding the whole thing so baffling. I have a poster of Robbie on my wall because I felt like I was supposed to. Yeah, he's the handsome one and take that. I'll settle for him. That's the thing that makes sense. That's the easy option. 
I no longer live with my mum. Uh, our relationship is complicated, even more so now, uh, because of reasons that I, uh, well, no, hang on. Our relationship is more complicated now. I live in London, uh, funnily enough. I'm doing a night class in creative writing while uh, assisting at a local library. I can't actually be a librarian, you need a, it's like a four year degree. <laughs> uh, who knew? Certainly wasn't like that at home. Um, I've been really encouraged into reading and writing again. The first letter I wrote you was the first thing I'd actually sat down to write in such a long time. And I, I guess I'd forgot, forgotten that that was something I enjoyed. I'd forgotten a lot of things that I enjoyed. I think you may already know what I'm going to say next if you've recently checked Katie's Instagram. But I felt I would tell you via letter. <laughs> it's good to have these things saved for, for posterity, I suppose. Although I guess everything's saved to the cloud now. Katie and I live together now. Uh, we are together now, which still feels like an insane thing to say. I guess that's what she meant when she said you'd never really had a chance of her. It really wasn't your fault. <laughs> I used to listen to you talking about Katie and the things you'd say were things that I agreed with and things that I still agree with now, if not more so. Uh, you say that she wouldn't have respected you for doting on her, but I dote on her so much. It's kind of sickening. We're very happy. After I send you this letter, uh, I uh, will call you. You should come to London. You should come to Katie and I's flat. We should have fish fingers, non-radioactive variety. And uh, who knows? I uh, After I finish this course, maybe I'll write the next Dune. <laughs> and you can be my uh, publicist. Thank you. Thank you.
I mean this a million times. Thank you. Underline that. And we absolutely should go and visit Darren. I want you to be part of my life again, George. My real life, I uh, kind of closed myself away for a while. And I know that I always knew, of course I did somewhere deep down, that you would have my back. I've been listening to Freedom by George Michael a lot recently. Thank you for catching the vibe. Warmest regards and so much love. Shaz. That was the last letter between Shaz and Josh because they ended up back in their, each other's lives. Um, so before we wrap up, um, where can people find you online if you want to be found online? Where can people find you where you want to be found? Mara, we'll start with you. Uh, no, uh, I'm on all, most social media things at MaraJoyLoves. Uh, I also have a website, which is MaraJoyLoves.com, which has a blog that I never update, uh, a series of audio logs that I was recording for a long time, and other weird stuff. Great. That's a great, some great things for people to look up. Look up. Um, Edwin, how about you? Where can people find you where you want to be found? Uh, you can find me and the rest of the Maydays on themaydays.co.uk. Um, there are uh, a bunch of... that uh, We're doing a load of classes at the minute uh, in collaboration with the Nursery Theatre. Uh, so if anyone feels like doing some online improv, uh, there's always that. Um, I'm also... Uh, you can also find me as a, as a sort of tangent to rom rom-com, the two-prof that I do with Katie Shute, or rather... Roncom is a tangent to another project called <laughs> Sideliners, which is a, uh, a sitcom that we're trying to make, basically. And uh, you can read up on that at sidelinersseries.co.uk. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Edmund Fargo on Twitter and at Ed Fargo on Instagram. And I have a website, edmundfargo.com. It's great. Great. <laughs> And there's lots of places to find you. Thank you very much for this. This has um, been Pen Pals, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Keep writing letters to people. Thank you for listening to Pen Pals Improv, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Your guests today were Ed Fager and Mara Joy, and your host was Owen Scrivens. The music was written and performed by Matthew Nicholson. If you have enjoyed listening to this, please tell your friends and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, keep writing letters to people. <laughs>